Good morning, Bethel Church. My name is Xander, and I'm a homeschooled senior as well as a student at Cheyenne High School. I've been heavily involved at Bethel since I was about five, and I am very shy. I'm guessing if you've ever had a conversation with me, it went something like, You might be surprised as to why I'm standing up here today. Well, with the crowd, it's actually easier for me. Believe it or not, I'm a multi-time state placer for Student Congress and one of the top-ranked athletes in the state for wrestling. Both are much easier for me to do than standing up here today. I'm telling you all this not to boast, but to connect my story to that of Paul. Our theme here today is Philippians. God is greater than the highs and the lows. My focus will be on the first chapter, Philippians 1, God is. I'll be starting this off in Philippians 1.1 if you would like to take over the Bible and read along with me. Philippians 1.1, Paul and Timothy, servants of Christ Jesus, to all God's holy people in Christ Jesus at Philippi. The first line introduces Paul and Timothy to the followers in Philippi, now, Paul had already been there before due to his, some of, it, of his adventures, expelling a demon from a slave girl, getting himself thrown in prison, then saving the jailer from a, after an earthquake opened all the jail cells. That jailer became one of Jesus' first disciples in Philippi. This is God's way of showing how much greater he is than the circumstances that Paul was facing. Although Paul was under house arrest for converting people to Christianity, he was still allowed visitors like Timothy to write letters and send those letters. Paul also had guards around his house, but there was not just a single guard there the entire time. There was quite a few that rotated around. They couldn't leave Paul unattended after all. Thus, Paul had a captive audience to preach to. He kept preaching to them day after day, although there was a chance he could face more severe punishment. He kept sending letters and preaching to whoever he could, saying in Philippians 1.21, To live is Christ, to die is gain. The gospel is good news that Jesus died to save us from our sins. The gospel is so important that Paul was willing to be imprisoned or worse, killed. A while later, on July 19, 64 AD, a great fire broke out in Rome, destroying two-thirds of the city. Rumors went around that Emperor Nero started the fire, and Nero needed a scapegoat, that scapegoat being Christians. Nero decreed that anyone who pleads guilty to being a Christian be sent to the Mamertine Dungeons, the worst prison in Rome, and be executed. This may seem like the lowest of lows, but God had a plan to advance the gospel. In Philippians 1, the heading in my Bible is called Paul's Chains Advanced Gospel. My shyness is certainly a chain of sorts. It can make it difficult for people to get to know me. For Paul, his chains made it clear that he was a Christian. So how can I use my chains to advance the gospel? Despite my chains of shyness, I'm braving my fears to come up here today and speak to you about Jesus. For Paul, he could have taken the easy way out and avoided prison but he pushed through and preached anyway. For me, it's pushing through my shyness and talking to all of you. There will be lots of hard things in your life and a lot of temptation to take the easy way out, 
but you can trust that God will guide you through whatever obstacle is in your way. Being asked to speak here today helped me realize that I don't have to worry so much, because just as Paul had put his trust in God, I can put my trust in him. I can be brave, Paul can be brave, we all can be brave, because God is. The plain fact is that Paul had nothing left to lose. He was willing to stand up for Christ despite the consequence. I'm in a similar place figuratively, with my change being shyness. But like Paul, I have nothing to lose by coming up here today or going out on a wrestling mat. When it's one-one, it's much harder for me to talk to people. But the change must be used to advance the gospel. The challenge I have for you today is also one for myself. Go out and tell others about Jesus, knowing that you have nothing left to lose. Philippians 1.21 To live is Christ, to die is gain. I pray that all of you will be confident in the Lord and proclaim the gospel without fear. Whatever you're going through, God is greater than the highs and the lows. Imagine for a second that you're on vacation in Wisconsin Dells. You have a blast going to indoor water parks, eating at fancy restaurants, and even doing an escape room. There may be a blizzard at home, but here in the Dells, the weather is gorgeous. You try not to think about all the snow building up in your driveway, but you know it's going to be a lot of work clearing it out when you get back. On your drive back, you go through another blizzard, which makes you even more nervous. By the time you get off the interstate, you're certain that there's going to be at least a couple feet of snow in your driveway. You won't even be able to pull into your driveway until you've cleared a path. It's dark, snow is blowing everywhere, and it's 20 below with wind chill. But... As you pull up to your house, to your surprise, the driveway has already been cleared. You can drive right into the garage and begin unloading your car. What a blessing. This recently happened to my family. My name is Brian Sinstolin, and I'm a homeschooled senior taking classes at MSUN. Today I'll be sharing Philippians 2, greater than. Please turn with me to Philippians 2, 1 through 4. Therefore... If you have any encouragement from being united with Christ, if any comfort from his love, if any common sharing in the Spirit, if any tenderness and compassion, then make my joy complete by being like-minded, having the same love, being one in spirit and of the same mind. Do nothing out of selfish ambition or vain conceit. Rather, in humility, value others above yourselves. Not looking to your own interests, but each of you to the interests of others. There are two main ideas we can gather from these verses. The first one we see is the concept of working together. Paul encourages us to be like-minded, having the same love, being one in spirit, and of the same mind. Just as Paul wanted the Church of Philippi to be united, we should also strive to be united. A church that works together is much more effective than one where everyone does their own thing. So how can we all work together? Well, Paul shows us exactly how to be unified in verses 3 and 4. He tells us that the key to working together is to do nothing out of selfish ambition and to put others' interests above our own. Not only does this go against what we naturally want to do, but this goes against our entire culture. Every day we hear things like, you need to have the nicest house, buy the nicest car. The more nice things you have, the better. Seldom do we hear people tell us to buy stuff for others, or maybe sell something to help someone who might be struggling to pay rent, 
or to buy their children some clothes. Remember how someone cleared our driveway while we were on vacation? Well, we asked our next door neighbors if it was them, and they said they couldn't take the credit. But they told us who did. The man that cleared our driveway lived about a block away, and we barely even knew him. He didn't have to come all the way over to our house and help us out. He probably had a million other things to do. Instead, he chose to put others' needs above his own. As I reflect on my own life, I don't always put others' needs ahead of my own. I like to be the first in line. I like to do the absolute minimum amount of work. But recently, I've started snowblowing my neighbor's sidewalk when I snowblow mine. I've started staying late after math class to help classmates who might be struggling. I've even started doing my siblings' dish chores every once in a while. My neighbor's actions inspired me to look out for those around me. And maybe I'll inspire others to look out for those around them too. This week, as you go through your daily lives, look for ways you can put others above yourself. We can do this through small things, like letting someone else have the last slice of pizza, giving someone the better parking space, or holding the door for a stranger. We can also do this through bigger things, like donating to nonprofits, volunteering at church, or even stopping to buy someone a coffee on the way to work. It doesn't matter if you're really busy or if you're just having a really bad day. God will always be there. God looks out for us. We can show our gratitude by looking out for others. God is greater than the highs and the lows. Good morning, church. My name is Pascal Bahosa. I'm a senior at Davis High School, and I'm a drummer, I'm an artist, and I'm a Christian as well. So, and I speak six languages. I want to share a few thoughts about Philippians chapter 3, the highs. When we dive deep into this chapter, we will see how God wants us to rejoice in the Lord. Philippians chapter 3, verse 1 says, Furthermore, my brothers and sisters, rejoice in the Lord. We all know that the word rejoice comes from the word joy. Like we all know that the word renew means to make new again. And the word restart means to start again. And that means the word rejoice means to find joy again. This morning, God wants us to rejoice in the Lord. He wants to, he wants to, uh, he wants to renew our heart. He wants to restart his relationship with us. Furthermore, he wants to renew our joy. Paul says in verse 3 through 6 that the worldly desire cannot bring us joy. Real money, money, drugs, fame, all that will never fulfill our joy. Instead, Paul said in Philippians chapter 4, verse 7 through 8, about whatever God will gain to me, consider a loss. For the sake of Christ, what is more, I consider everything lost because of surpassing the worth, surpassing the worth of knowing Jesus Christ. For whose sake I have lost all things, I consider them garbage, that I may gain Christ. Paul knew the highs and the lows of his life. As a Roman citizen, Paul had access to the best entertainment. As a Pharisee, 
Paul had all success and the best education, yet all this was garbage compared to knowing Jesus. I grew up in a small country in Africa. My family were refugees. That means we didn't have citizenship nor security. My family went to church on Sundays, but Jesus wasn't part of our daily lives. One day, an evangelist came to our city and the biggest stadium in the whole country. He preached about experiencing Jesus, not just on Sunday, but every day in our life. Miracle happened. People worked from their wheelchair, and they walked. Miracle happened. A revival church started in our city. My brother and I went we received Jesus as our Savior, and I started preaching outside to our friends. A week, two weeks later, my dad received Jesus. From that day forward, all food of the Holy Spirit started showing up in our lives. Joy, love, patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, and self-control. My family started praying that God will make us a way to come here in America and start a new life. But God, God answered our prayer. An organization chose us to come here in America. It was the best moment in my entire life. I saw my dad cry the first tears of in my entire life the first time. I thought we would never need anything more than that. However, we still had many challenges, learning new languages, buying cars, buying house, and the list goes on. As I got older, I realized that our personal needs would never be fulfilled or satisfied without Jesus. Having citizens on this earth is great, but temporary. Being a citizen in heaven is what counts the most because it's for eternity. Philippians chapter 3, verse 20 says, Our citizen is in heaven. My family found citizenship on, on this earth. However, the most precious thing we could be proud of is that we have citizen in heaven. We have Jesus Christ, not just on us on Sundays or holidays, but in our daily lives. That means we have joy. So you may ask yourself, how can we live a life of joy? Philippians chapter 3, verse, verse 17 says, Join us together following my example, brothers and sisters, and just as you, you have us as model, Keep eyes on those who lives as we do. Paul said, follow my example. You may ask yourself, is Paul perfect? Not at all, but he's doing the best he can to follow the example of the one that is perfect. 1 Corinthians 11 verse 1 says, follow my example as I follow the example of Christ. We all need Christian role model. People who knows us and show us how to live like Jesus. It may be a parent, 
It may be a leader, a small group leader. It may be even your friend or your coworker. Who is your role model? Ask yourself, do they make me want to live like Jesus? If the answer is yes, keep eyes on them, learn from them, and spend time with them. God is greater than the highs and the lows. Hello, everyone. My name is Riley Jorud. I'm a senior at Davies. My family and I started listening to Bethel's live stream during the pandemic, and I started attending the summer of 2020. My year has been very overwhelming with college, scholarships, sports, graduation, and balancing all of that with my normal senior year. All of this stress leads me to the last part of our message, Philippians 4, the lows. I'll have you open your Bibles to Philippians 4, 6. Do not be anxious about anything, but in everything, but in every situation, by prayer, petition, with thanksgiving, present your requests to God. Paul states, do not be anxious about anything. If you stop there, that seems unreasonable. Everyone gets anxious, but it seems, but it seems impossible to not ever be anxious about anything. But if we continue on, it says, in every situation, meaning good and bad, by prayer and thanksgiving, present your request to God. This second part of the verse is really powerful. We might be worried, but there's always something to be thankful for. I want to move on to Philippians 4.8. Finally, brothers and sisters, whatever is true, whatever is noble, whatever is right, whatever is pure, whatever is lovely, whatever is admirable, if anything is excellent or praiseworthy, think about such things. Even in the lows in life, there's always something to praise God for. Your home, your clothes, your job, etc. Philippians 4.13 is a really common verse, but sometimes taken out of context. I can do all things through him who gives me strength. This does not mean that God will make you the owner of a business or get you into Harvard. This verse means that God will give you the strength to get through the lows in life. We all struggle, and there are times it feels like it's too much. But God never puts us through something he cannot handle. Give your anxieties to God, and he will give you the strength to get through it. Ever since I was seven, I struggled with anxiety. I was petrified every time my parents left the house. I thought they would get into a car accident or something terrible would happen to them. I would call them all the time to make sure that they were okay. At its worst, I would call them two to three times a day, just to, or two to three times an hour just to check on them. It wasn't until my sixth grade summer when my parents had me go to a, to summer, to a summer week-long camp without them that I finally got over my fear. It was not easy. I ended up running after my parents' car as they drove away, and I started bawling the minute I entered the cabin. Everyone was so sweet, though, and told me that God was always watching over my parents and that they would be okay. My junior and senior year has been some of the hardest years I have ever had. I was a captain of a swim team, and I felt a lot of pressure to be perfect. Studying and not getting the grades that I wanted, worrying, or swimming and not getting 
the times that I wanted and worrying about college, graduation, and so much more, it gets stressful. God is one of the only people that, or God was the only person that could help me get through these times. Now, this is just my story. I know many of you out there have, this, have gone through the same thing that I've done right now. And stressful times do not end after high school or college. I know a lot of you out there have stressful times with deadlines at work, paying for your bills, and or taking care of kids. We all wrestle with something, whether that be anxiety, temptation, or depression, or whatever it is. You're not alone. Talk to God. Present your struggles to him. He wants you to come to him, to lower yourself, and to acknowledge that maybe you can't do this on your own. I know for myself, this is one of the hardest things to do. I'm a control freak, and I want to do everything myself. However, this is different. God knows everything, and he wants you to come to him and give your worries to him. I know this is easier said than done, and I cannot tell you how many times people have told me, give your worries to God. But God is right there holding out his hand when you're ready. He is an amazing God, and he can give you the strength that you need. God is greater than the highs and the lows. Please pray with me. Heavenly Father, thank you for this day that you give us. Thank you for everything that you give us, for the food that we have, the clothes that we have on our backs, for our homes and everything. God, I pray this message today will reach out to so many people and help them realize the joys in their life. And also help us remember that we can be thankful during the good and bad times. Help them to realize those hard times will not last forever because you care about us. Help everyone leave church today with a humbled heart and open their eyes to you, Lord. We pray all this in Jesus' name. Amen.